Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. What does that stand for? Can't remember stuff. No. <laughs> Joe says he's suffering from CRS. He can't remember stuff. Right. He almost couldn't remember the acronym. I remembered it, but I usually don't use the word stuff. All right. Well, welcome on board. Two old guys arguing right. show. Waldorf and Statler. He's Waldorf. I'm Statler. No, the other way around. I'm Statler. You're Waldorf. I know. I think you're misremembering <laughs> that, too. Jeez Louise. At least I know who I am on the show. Well, there's an expression you don't hear much anymore. Jeez Louise. Oh. Where'd that come from? The 80s. <laughs> so, well, 1880s, probably. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do, Statler. I started using it in, 19, in the 1970s. Did you really? Okay. I well. think I might have founded that phrase. <laughs> I have a friend who uses that, too, so... <laughs> Is she a nice person? Yes, she is. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Two old guys arguing. He's Waldorf. I'm Statler. Uh, what's the story about how this the two old guys arguing? Oh, um, one of my grandson's teachers asked him about uh, what I did here, I guess, or something. The they got into a conversation about it. And my grandson, who is 14, couldn't remember the name of the program, and he said to his teacher, it's two old men arguing. And the teacher said, oh, well, on the Mark. <laughs> I'm assuming the uh, teacher was making reference to you and Chris or somebody. No, I'm sure it was the two of us. All right. All right. But interestingly enough, you know, oh, you want to set the show. Go ahead and set that. Tell okay. everybody who's bringing you this. Well, but remember the sentence, interestingly enough, because the last thing this show would want to forget about something is interesting. So right, we, that's we, true. we've got to add it in. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us one 800 795 you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. If you're going to buy a vehicle from the Sunbury Motor Company these days, whether you go to the North 4th Street Shopping Plaza area or you go to the Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf uh, Kia dealership, uh, many, many times you are pre-ordering vehicles, and you're going to come across a good helper named Tony Hughes. He's a sales associate, but he's the expert on allocations and availability. For example, if you went on the Kia lot right now, there's only a couple of new Kias there, but they can order some up. They have what they call the allocations at the plant, so uh, when they're going to crank out some new ones, they'll turn out a Kia Sorento or a Forte or a Telluride with your name written all over it. Or if you're talking about the Sunbury Motor Company and the Ford dealership, uh, you could get an F-150 Lightning, probably a little ways out for that uh, delivery, but they definitely would love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company, put you on the list, and get you uh, in line for a lightning vehicle or an Explorer Expedition or uh, all the rest of the vehicles they got there or the Hyundai. Uh, they've just got some fantastic vehicles for sale. Uh, go to Consumer Reports before you buy a 
and you'll realize that you should stick with the Kias, Hyundais, and Fords, depending upon what category you're looking at. And they would love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company. They also have an unmet need. They're looking for more staffers. They have a worker shortage like everybody else. So if you're either looking for a first-time job or an experienced technician, whatever it happens to be, they'd love to see you on the list of individuals. Part of the team at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. So, yeah, please uh, sign yourself up and get going at the Sunbury Motor Company. And uh, you'll be doing yourself a favor, I think, by doing that. sunburymotors.com. Well, you know, we've had all this these terrible, terrible stories about President Biden's mishandling of classified materials, mm-hmm. you know, and they're finding them in his car, his garage, his lock garage right next to his Corvette. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I went back. I wanted to look up because we haven't heard from EB on this. Haven't heard from her. And I was I just went back and looked up the emails around the time when Trump was being investigated and Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. was being raided. And she said this, there are many things to say right now, but I really just want to say, suck on that, you Trump-loving lunatics. Your corrupt orange imbecile leader is probably going to jail, and it will be a beautiful day in America if he does. Lock him up, lock him up. Now, I assume, wouldn't you, that she has exactly the same sentiments about Joe Biden for his mishandling of classified documents? Okay. What do you think? Uh, (laughs) Well, read it and say, put in Biden and or garage instead of Mar-a-Lago. Okay, there are many things to say right now, but what I really want to say, suck on that, you Biden-loving lunatics. Your corrupt uh, senile leader is probably going to jail. It'll be a beautiful day in America. If he does, lock him up, lock him up. All right. And I think, you know, just to show you how how competent Joe Biden is and how wonderful he is compared to these despicable Republicans, did you happen to see the image of him chatting with a guy from the Salvation Army whom he misidentified as someone from the Secret Service. <laughs> the Salvation <laughs> now, Army. Now, the big S on his collar, you know, should have given you an idea. The Secret Service. Right, the Secret the Service thing. goes around wearing S's on their shirts. Good thing he didn't have an SS <laughs> symbol on there. He probably. Oh, think. that would have been bad. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, that's that's amazing to me that they, they continue to, you know, downplay Republicans. Oh, Republicans are terrible. And they have all this insanity on their side of the aisle. Well, and I think the funny thing, somebody pointed this out over the weekend, that the, these attorneys that are searching for these documents in Biden's home don't have security clearances. They're just lawyers, you know, so they're like you and I, only their profession is lawyering, and uh, so they get to search and, and look at all these classified documents. Well, they don't have clearances and so on. Right, and, and Joe Biden didn't have any right to have classified materials in his possession after he left office. At least President Trump had the, you know, all he had to do was think about it, and it was declassified. <laughs> right, well, right. Maybe, believe yeah, that, maybe, I'll tell you another one. Maybe President Biden did that. I did notice one thing in the uh, pictures of President Biden released some pictures of his garage, and uh, I'd like you to look at what's, uh, he shows his green Corvette, looks like a, like a 68 or something like that, it's a really nice one, it's one, yeah, of, it's the, a nice, beautiful one of the car. spaceship ones, but you see what's behind there? Boxes of stuff. It's a mess. Yeah, it's right. It's just like my garage. <laughs> Joe, do you think if you had, had people working for you, your garage would be a mess? I mean, I yeah, doubt it. I can say you can, uh, you know, you can say that. Well, I I don't have time to clean my garage because I'm so darn busy. That's fine. But he has a staff. Can't they get in there and clean the garage? Wouldn't that be helpful? Well, now the Republicans are asking for visitors' logs. I guess they are concerned that uh, Hunter Biden had access to this stuff since it involved the Ukraine. Mm-hmm 
in China, you know, and, well, and whether a, or not uh, he used it in some way to make money. Well, I think if, if you're storing classified documents in your garage, everybody has access to it. Hunter, family members, yeah, uh, staff, right. you know, I'm sure there's a cleaning staff. And If you open the garage door and go outside, somebody could wander in. And I have seen Mission Impossible, and so I know spies dress like the cable guy. Right. They come in a plain white van and they put a little magnet on the side that says the cable guy. They back up to your home. Right, and the Secret Service now is wearing Salvation Army uniforms. <laughs> yeah, to try to throw them off. <laughs> right. So, but anyway. All right, so uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, President Biden in hot water because of the uh, classified documents in plain sight in his garage right next to the oh, string trimmer. Oh, not just a garage, everywhere. He's dumping them like candy. <laughs> next to the string trimmer and the lampshade. That's what's at the top of a pile of junk in his garage. <laughs> you know how the how the, the Halloween parades, they throw the candy out to everybody? Uh-huh. It's like Joe Biden's going through spewing out classified documents, letting them everywhere, dropping yeah. them behind him. Well, it should be interesting. You know, now um, the special counsel that's appointed, of course, it'll be months and months until you get any kind of finality from this. But you have to recommend some kind of an outcome of this. It is illegal to mishandle classified documents. You know, it's not just you and I are concerned about, uh, you know, the... Uh, spy aspect or them falling into the wrong hands or something like that. It's also a violation of U.S. law. Whether you're president or vice president, it doesn't matter. And it's certainly if you're not either at the time, so these were stored there, this is uh, what Tucker Carlson now appropriately calls the illegal mishandling of classified documents. 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on this? Lots of folks on the Sunday Talkers uh, said this will be the beginning of the end of Joe Biden in 2024, so you better start thinking about about uh, who your good Republican candidate or should be or your Democratic candidate. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Stan, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, you were you were asking the question if Hunter had maybe had access to those files in Joe's garage down yes. there in Wilmington, Delaware. He's a family well, member. I would think it's possible. Right, and, and it's being reported that uh, Hunter was paying Joe uh, rent around the, after his divorce in 2016 and 2017, so about 11 months or so, for for that for living in a house. Uh-huh. Now the reports the, the reports for that rent. Uh, now that, that that's the question. There's a question mark there, but the reports are that was that put out by the New York Post is that he was paying him 49,000 plus per month for rent on that house. Seems a little excessive to me. Well, where was Joe? Well, Joe would have still been vice president in 2016. Oh, yeah, for the one year, yeah. Well, just remember right. that in, sep- in a September interview on CBS's 60 Minutes, Biden pondered how that could possibly happen and how anyone could be that irresponsible. <laughs> how could that happen? How could they be that irresponsible? We should have just well, asked himself that question because he's demonstrated how you could be that irresponsible. He's saying that in the mirrors repeatedly right. now. <laughs> now uh, there was there was there was a fine congressman that postulated the the theory that it was a Republican setup that got those documents in his house. But then he's also the guy that says that uh, all the troops on Guam, if they went to the one side of the island, they might tip, tip it, it over. over. Right. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Was that Green? It wasn't Green. I forget no. what the guy's name was. Another Democratic heavyweight, for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was a Republican setup, had access to Joey's house, 
and just stashed all those files in his garage form in his, his locked garage. You know, his, his garage was locked with his Corvette. So I don't know what kind of doors he has on his garage, but I know the garage door that I have. All somebody has to do is drive into it, and they're in the garage if they really want in, even if the thing is locked. Well, you know, and I believe that's the way most garage doors are. What bothers me, you know, uh, uh, is the hypocrisy here. If it was bad when Donald Trump did it, it's bad when Joe Biden does it. But what the what the people who are supporting Biden are doing now is trying to point out the differences. But the underlying fact is the same. He had mishandled information. He had classified data he had no right to have. Well, yeah, that's true. Now, like I said, it's, this is all going to come out in the wash eventually. We're going to find out, maybe. But uh, my understanding is the way the special counsel was tasked for uh, for Biden and by Garland is that the, the, the mandate is he, they can only look at the files to see what they were. They can't go into everything else of Biden to see what was going on. Only those files, so they can see, okay, the file might have been Ukraine. And that's that's the other thing I have a question about. The reports are coming out. The files were in regards to Ukraine, Iran, maybe China. I'm going to ask a question here. And I'm sure there's somebody like EB or somebody that has the answer. They're top secret, or they're, they're classified documents, so how can anybody except the people that are looking at them know what's in them. And if the people are looking at them and releasing that information, they aren't they violating a law? Well, I, you know, you bring up a good point, but uh, let, let's take it a step further. How did he obtain them in the first place? Was, was he in a meeting where they were handed out just for people to look at and they were supposed to turn them back in and he didn't? Or were they sent to him uh, with some understanding that he would destroy them or not let them lie around somewhere? Or did Hunter have them and he just left them there he planted them well, that, well, well I, i'm sure it was a republican who planted I, no, no, them there. it was a republican plant but anyway <laughs> no you're right joe the, my understanding from what i've heard from people that say they were in the intelligence business whether it was in the military intelligence or whatever anytime there's classified documents looked at when somebody goes to look at them they're supposed to look at them in a secure room they call the skiff and then they're supposed they're supposed to log in and log in what they're looking at, and when they leave, they're supposed to log that information back in, and when they hand the file back, supposed to log it out, log it out, log it back in, and then when they leave, they're supposed to log out that they left. So there has to be a chain of custody report somewhere for all those files, correct? You would think. But, but and at so some point... They, have to do an, they should do an audit of those we, to find out who had the last... Who was in the possession of those labs? Well, I think was that's it Joe probably or was what it somebody else? I think that's what the special counsel should do in both Trump's case and in Biden's. But the interesting thing is that President Trump at least had a reason to have classified documents. He was the president of the United States, so the fact that the president had them, I can understand. He should have done the right thing with them. The fact that he didn't and he tried to hold up the investigation is a problem with me. But at least he had some logical reason to have them. Why would the vice president have classified? Classified material. Oh, he's well, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, in the meetings, like you said, when there's meetings and he's part of that meeting, there's classified information, he would look at that stuff so he has clearance. 
Right, but my but question right. is, did he when take it? When that meeting's over, that stuff should be handed back. Right, did he take it? Did did he take it illegally? Did he? <laughs> was it given him for some purpose that he... I think he put it in his lunch bucket accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> he handed it to the Secret Service guy in the oh, Salvation Army way. uniform. Even the whole thing's a mess. <laughs> you know, one, one guy's doing it diabolically, the other one's doing it despicably, but... Yeah, the, they're both or, doing or dementedly, it. but th- it's still the illegal it's still mishandling. Wrong. Yeah, no argument. It's well, wrong. the other thing, I think Ben Reichley asked this uh, with some detail on Friday, is... There are classifying too many things. You know, it's just a CYA thing that they call things classified, and they really don't necessarily need to be. You know, yes, the president's precise movements and schedules on any given day are classified, so that makes sense. But the next day, are they still classified? Well, that day's over. He's not going there. But they stay classified for, you know, 40 years or whatever. Do they really? That's weird. (laughs) So, but, I mean, and you have hundreds and hundreds of documents that get the classification that they're secret or some level of classification, but they never lose it, even though, you know, it's just a passing mention about what the weather is going to be like when President Trump goes to X city and, uh, you know, what the precise schedules are and stuff and who he gets to call and meet and that kind of thing. But is that still a secret today? You know, I don't think so. Good question. It shouldn't be, but it probably is somewhere because nobody took the time to declassify it. Well, they can't do it if it's in Biden's garage. Well, that's true because nobody knows. Well, no, somebody knows that it was there because if it was signed out, somebody knows. Somewhere there's a record of how he got a hold of it, and that's what needs to be found. Now, I, I, one more thing before I go. With Hunter, if, if what is being reported that Hunter Biden was paying almost $50,000 per month to rent the Wilmington home from Joe Biden, do you suppose that that was a money laundering scheme to funnel money through Hunter from his entities that he's doing business with in China and Ukraine and Russia to Joe Biden for influence, and was Joe Biden reporting that income on his income tax returns? That's all a question out there, and I probably never get an answer, but do you suppose that could have been happening? Now, as I said, the report is that he was paying 49000 plus per month in rent. Now, it could have been a mistake because supposedly they're taking this information from an uh, application for a security investigation, some security thing, investigation for background check. It was a background check thing, and he, and he asked for a rent per month. And he, this is in Hunter's writing, put down 49000 whatever the change was. Now, it's possible that being him a crackhead and he was a little high that day, it could have been that that was the yearly total. That's I'm putting that out there. That's a hundred percent possible, but it could be a hundred percent possible. It's the other way. My question is: Was Joe Biden reporting that on his income tax? Because you do know that Al Capone was arrested, tried, and convicted for tax evasion. Right. But I think this is a this is in the purview of the special counsel to who will be looking not, at not, this. No, no, not in that. Well, they, the, the, not the, in that part of it for the files. It's not. No, I'm talking about the the guy who is investigating uh, Hunter Biden, who is the uh, what the U.S. attorney in Delaware, a holdover from oh, the yeah, Trump for, administration. For his tax, for his tax things, yeah. but his tax things, it would also have they would have to be looking at Joe Biden. Well, himself. if he if if there are records that show that Hunter Biden was pumping money to his dad, I think that would be kind of dispositive, don't you? Well, you would think it was, but, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, you might not necessarily be writing it all down as <laughs> this money is from the Chi-Coms and going to the big guy, Joe Biden. 
Just saying. <laughs> yeah, thieves hardly are good at yeah, record I can see keeping. That. My deposit, Chinese communist payoff. <laughs> deposit. <laughs> Five thousand still due next month from Hunter. Right. In the form of rent in okay. Wilmington. Thank hey, you, thanks, sir. Dan. Thanks for calling in. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We have the initial responses from E B on the Biden. Right. And she says cla- uh, no, no, no. Hold oh, on. On the I'm classified sorry. documents. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on this topic? Illegally mishandling classified documents. One is diabolical, the other is demented. <laughs> Which is worse? You tell us. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Fabulous producer, Rob Center, on the other side of the glass. Good morning, Rob. Takes good care of us. His Eagles play the Giants next week, so that'll be happening. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hopefully they'll do okay. Uh, How did the Eagles do against the Giants earlier this year? They hammered them early in the season by like 48 to 17, something like that. Then they barely won in the last game of the regular season. But they did beat them already. Okay, so uh, so they know what they have to do, and they have to play super well and consistently. And That would be the goal, yes. yes. Get, her, get exactly. her done. I get so nervous watching the Eagles. You know, I was watching um, Buffalo yesterday, and they're clearly the superior team, but the Dolphins oh, yeah, just kind of had their number. Dolphins gave them everything they could handle. So yeah. Nothing I, to be ashamed of. And that can happen in the playoffs yep. often. Is, okay. is you expect one thing from a team you've seen all year, and they change their game plan, and it can be a completely different outcome. Yep. Yeah, obviously, Giants must be getting better as each game goes. Okay, thank you, Rob. Much appreciated. Maybe we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more about all these. Right. There's one more game. The Cowboys play the last of the uh, wildcard games tonight. tonight. Yep. And EB has responded. She says, Biden's mishandling of classified documents should be fully investigated, too. Unlike Republicans, I'm not a hypocrite. At least he's cooperating and didn't take more than 300. Yes, E.B., you're right. And I agree with you. The Republicans have been a little bit hypocritical on this, but so have the Democrats in trying to say that the underlying facts aren't the same, that they had something they shouldn't have had and should have done something about it. But what's interesting is that Biden knew about it and he didn't tell anybody. I mean, his staff found it before the election and he didn't put it out there. Mr. Transparency wasn't very transparent. But then E.B. continues. She said, if you're going to devote so much time to Biden's mishandling of classified documents, perhaps you could spend an equal amount of time discussing Trump's. Funny how it doesn't seem to matter when a Republican does it. Also, it's hilarious that fake news Stan, who stupidly believed the Paul Pelosi attack was a Democratic setup, scoffs at the theory that the Biden documents were a Republican setup. I thought ridiculous conspiracy theories were his thing. (laughs) 
these documents are not a Republican setup. This is just a, a, a normal guy keeping things in a normal mess fashion. Well, no, I think she's trying to draw a parallel, though, between right, no, I get people that. who believe that Paul Pelosi's attack was a Republican or a Democratic thing or right. whatever. Right, I got you. So, you know, let's face it. Both of the presidents were wrong. President Trump was wrong, and President Biden is wrong. President Trump did stonewall and try to fight the inevitable, right. I guess so, it yeah, was. Yeah, it's not the same situation. Plus, he's got, at least so far anyway, significantly more. Although, with each new day, there's but more again, discoveries. we don't know the severity of them. We don't know how dangerous to national security those documents were. I mean, in, the, in Biden, either case, Biden right? could In either case, right. Okay. Biden could have had the nuclear codes <laughs> lying next to his Corvette. Trump could have had them lying in a closet at Mar-a-Lago. Well, so, Biden I mean, has the nuclear footprint stored with a football. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> and I'm sure the guy from the Salvation Army will be happy to help him with a 20. <laughs> nice to know that under uh, next to the string trimmer and underneath the old lampshade, the nuclear codes are stored secretly <laughs> in a locked garage. But, you know, the funny thing is garages are locked, yes, but it's not like Fort Knox. No. Most garages have a little aluminum plate and maybe some insulation. And, you know, nice garage doors have some pretty sturdy hinges, but <laughs> it's not like they're impenetrable. Not at all. <laughs> and if there's a window in the garage, is it secured? I don't know. Is there a door? I'm, I'm is sure he's secured? got a burglar alarm situation, but still. Well, I'm sure he must. And the house now is guarded by Secret Service people. <laughs> yes. It's, so, it's, it's, it's right with classified documents everywhere. You see them there with their Salvation Army uniforms on all the yeah. time. Yes, I think it's time for us to start thinking about who our next president should be. A lot of folks are... And it shouldn't be either. The, it shouldn't be the guy who's there now or the guy yeah. who announced neither, he's running for it. Neither the announced candidates should be in the running. Nope, I agree. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is an open telephone line. You're going to need that during the 9 a.m. hour. Uh, I think we have a guest tomorrow. Do we have somebody lined up? Not that I'm Where's aware. my dumb brain? Well, you don't keep track of it. I do. I do if you oh, tell yeah, me Oh, yeah, Dan Muser. Oh, just Dan, some old yeah, congressman's right, calling in. Right. All, all right. right. Good for him. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he's, he's made himself available again, so we get to talk to him tomorrow. Congressman Muser. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We are going to take a break for the CBS News, then we'll have some local news, but we'll open up the phone lines again for the topic of your selection. It's an open phones day. We're talking about President Biden illegally mishandling some classified documents, which is a nice segue from uh, the uh, summer of mis- illegally mishandled classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. So we'll continue that. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Rob Satter, they're doing the producing. He's why the bumper music's playing like it should. And the calls get on like we ask him to. And uh, he does a super job. Uh, Mr. Joe McGranahan is here, mayor of Shemokin Dam. He's uh, still active with the Bar Association scrutiny of candidates. So he's doing that again this year. And uh, no longer one of the officers in the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters. But, uh, yeah, he's 
starting to decline. So doing <laughs> <you>. fewer things. <laughs> no problem. And I'm Mark Lawrence. Of course, <laughs> I have no place from which to decline. I'm already down at the bottom. So that's uh, Joe's conservative. I play a Democrat. And here we are. Tomorrow, Congressman Muser is going to be on the show. He's going to call in again. Uh, we're glad that we talked to him. But about 20 things have happened since then, not the least of which was the impasse with the uh, speakership in Washington, D.C. We can ask him about uh, the corollaries between the President Trump and President Biden, illegal mishandling classified documents, which they both have done, and uh, talk about uh, other issues of the day. So that'll be tomorrow on WKOK. And the On the Mark show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. In the news today, we got a political announcement this morning that Vinny Clausey is again running for Northumberland County Commissioner. He's seeking a Republican nomination for the Commissioner's Board. Clausey, who served as County Commissioner from 2008 to 2015, stated he is again running for Commissioner to restore the fiscal responsibility to county government. He says in his announcement uh, he has watched the mismanagement of county government since he left the Commissioner's Office. He says the administration of the Emergency Communication Center, the County Prison and Children and Youth Department is a disgrace. The current Commissioner's failures have put Northumberland County residents at risk. We have posted his entire announcement uh, for Seeking Election at WKOK.com and on our Facebook page. You can check that out. Vinny Clausey, Clausey back in the race, so look forward to, uh, well, we get an occasional call from uh, former Commissioner Clausey, but uh, we'll probably hear from him as a candidate again this spring. Good news for many people on social media Sunday. The owners of the Point Drive-In announced they will stay open. We had last told you early in 2022 the Landmark Drive-In Theater in Point Township would close, and a solar farm will be the likely use for the land. The Point Drive-In owners say that deal's not happening, and the landlord will allow uh, the uh, Point Drive-In to stay in that facility for uh, at least another year. So the Point Drive-In stays. The Snyder County Sheriff is seeking re-election. John Zeckman, who's been on this show, who's now an announced Republican candidate in the spring primary, said uh, he would like to continue building on the respect and professionalism in the Snyder County Sheriff's Office. Over the weekend, Megan Beck announced that she is running for Northumberland County Commissioner. She is a Democrat, very active volunteer and community member, businesswoman, and uh, says uh, that she's uh, hoping to at least fill one of the Democratic slots that could be available. Kimberly Best, a Democratic minority member of the board, not seeking re-election there. Uh, let's see. The Lycoming County Board of Election has completed the recount of votes from the November 2020 general election. WBRE reported uh, that the officials do have some slight changes. Joe Biden lost 15 votes in the hand recount, and Donald Trump lost seven votes. There were some other anomalies or slight changes in the hand recount. The individuals who are seeking their, were seeking the hand recount say they are not done and will continue to investigate anomalies in not only Lycoming County's election, but in others. What in heaven's name do they expect to find that they that wasn't found in a hand recount? Well, in, in Donald Trump in Lycoming County, as you would expect, one he by won the about, county, yeah, right? two to one margin. So 
Uh, but uh, they say they know of other things that weren't handled properly. Well, so. They probably think that five million votes he had shortfall would be made up in Lycoming County, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. All, All right. right. Well, you say so. Uh, let's see. Penn Live reported over the weekend more than 500 wood mode workers have been laid off temporarily due to a massive computer problem at the Snyder County Custom Wood Cabinet Manufacturer. A computer virus believed to have originated overseas hit the company Monday, affecting production and deliveries. The owner, Bill French, says experts are working to rectify the issue, but it could take up to two weeks. Uh, the laid-off employees are encouraged to file for unemployment benefits uh, from Woodmode. Some conversation starters on the national scene. There are congressional calls for the visitors' logs at the Biden illegal classified document case to be made clear. Tom Foti has that story. I'm Tom Foti. With the weekend White House announcement of more documents marked classified found at the Biden home in Delaware, House Republicans want to know far more. Kentucky's James Comer is Oversight Committee Chairman. We want to know the visitor logs to the residents. We want to know who had access to the Biden Center for Diplomacy. Also on CNN State of the Union, Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin. I'm satisfied that President Biden's lawyers did the right thing in immediately contacting the archives and turning them over. For all the talk and interest, the House is not in session this week. Tom Foti, CBS News, Washington. And on Friday, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said in a letter to the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, that the U.S. will reach its debt limit this week, setting off a battle on Capitol Hill. He said he was looking forward to negotiations with President Biden, but also renewed his calls to cut spending, which is a non-starter for this White House that said that the debt limit should be raised without conditions. However, the Treasury Department can keep the country afloat until at least the early summer. And that is CBS's Skylar Henry, who says, as Secretary Yellen noted in the letter, the debt limit is the total amount of money that the United States government is authorized to borrow to meet its existing legal obligations including Social Security and Medicare benefits, military salaries, interest on the national debt, tax refunds, and other payments. And uh, let's see. looks like the Taliban's in charge of the state Senate in Missouri. If you are a lawmaker in Missouri, you better cover up. It's the state House of Representatives in Missouri that just enacted a strict dress code for women. They must now cover their shoulders and not show any bare arms. Many are complaining that the rules are sexist because of the dress code for men was not changed, but Republican Ann Kelly says she proposed the new rules to mirror the language in the men's dress code, which requires a jacket, shirt, and tie. Women hold only a third of the seats of the Missouri State House and could not overturn that change in rules. So they have to make sure their shoulders are covered, which most business dresses would probably cover your And is there a, a provision for how how high above the uh, knee the no, skirt no maybe. hemline <clears throat> no hemline nor a cuff requirement for the men how either. about a plunging neckline is that permitted well you know you could cover your shoulders and your arms and have quite a plunging neck quite a bit hanging out so right? and, uh, and men always look good in that so maybe they could do it um, but anyway yeah women cannot show bare arms in the Missouri State House of Representatives, or uh, bare shoulders. All this has got to be covered up. Oh, I'm so glad they're really working on what's really important <laughs> to the people of Missouri. Well, they might have done some actual business, too. But, of course, when you impose a dress code on women, you're that bound to make the national news. Well, of course, and that's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I think women can figure out how to dress on their own without being told, don't you? Well, yeah. Well, you know, our dress codes passe in general. You know, here I am. I'm wearing a nice shirt and sweater that my lovely bride picked out. But I... Guess what's on the bottom? Jeans. I wear jeans. I never used to be able to wear jeans around here. Now, you know, solid blue jeans, not faded ones. I'm retired, but as you well remember, during my 30 years here, I don't think I ever came through the door in less than a jacket and a tie, except maybe a few times on... Well, yeah, I dress Certain up days. all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, at church you have to. I think that's important to maintain a certain air of dignity in a business. Right. So this is called business casual. What I'm ex- jeans are now business casual. Right. As long as they're blue, no holes, and or well, they could be another color, but they have to be solid color. You know, not faded. And no rips in them or tears no, the way they people seem that. to wear them today. No, nope. you got to look good. Well, well, and that's for me. I encounter the public, but like some of the announcers here, they can wear jeans. And a you know good sporting t-shirt or a polo shirt. I remember my first job in a nighttime disc jockey at WKBO in Harrisburg. We got a new manager and of course I the prior manager didn't care what I wore because nobody saw me in the office. I came in at six o'clock and I left at one. But this guy came in and he wanted uh, we were trying to get rid of me. He wanted me to wear a jacket and a tie while All I was the on time. the air. While I was on the air. You should wear the same jacket and tie every day. Well, I irritate him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although you but, were at WKBO, that would be quite an honor to be an announcer there at the time. Well, at the time it was. It was a pretty good station back in the day. So, yeah. In any event, I, I think dress codes, I agree with you, they're passe. And look at what, I mean, I think the kids need one. That's terrible to say, but in school, at school, I think there should be one. I mean, I don't think, I've seen some of the girls, pictures of the girls, and I don't mean to sound like an old fogey here, but I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> Hard to avoid. Their prom dresses look like what people used to wear to the baby. Yes, bathing suits. I mean, they they don't leave much to the imagination. Yeah, but if the girl approves it and the parents approve it, you know, that's their thing. I I see what you're saying. I've seen the pictures, too. You know, different people that I went to school with, their grandkids go to prom. And I'm like, holy smokes. Back in the day, you could never wear that to school. In fact, you probably could not wear those outfits to school proper. Right. But the prom is another situation. So, you know, and I'm... I, I, I struggle with this. You have to separate my prudishness or my maleness, you know, to look at this and to say, okay, well, this is, you know, men don't dress like that, so why should women? But, you know, that's not fair. It's Women should be able to dress how they want to. Well, I won't disagree with that, except that I think that there are certain circumstances where a dress code does make a great deal of sense. Like church? Certainly, well, in church and school. I don't <laughs> think you'd want to go into church in a miniskirt or a tank top. Do you? No, but you've been to churches where there's tons of blue jeans. Well, there's blue jeans at my church, too. I, I've noticed over the years that you Protestants seem to dress up better than us Catholics do. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Sometimes. Some places, sometimes. But, uh, yeah, dressing up is not... The services are full of uh, nice clothes generally on Sunday if you have, like, a one-Sunday service. But if you have a casual family, one of the churches that I get to uh, lead worship at has a Saturday 6 p.m. casual worship, so anything goes there. I remember we had a a priest who was uh, at our church uh, before the current gentleman who's there. Uh, He wanted the ushers to wear a jacket and ties, and the ushers revolted. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and they several of them quit, and they rescinded that rule. Okay. Did the those other ones come back? Uh, some did. Some didn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. I'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. We're back. Welcome back. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We talked about dress codes. One in the Missouri State House of Representatives. Women are not allowed to have bare shoulders or show bare skin on their arms. Pauly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, bare shoulders, that seems a little extreme. Yeah, well, like it all seems extreme to me, but that's another topic. Cindy, thank you so much for calling in on this topic. You're on the mark. I bet people won't have predicted what I'm about to say, but I have no problem with that dress code. Why should, you know, we talk about you want equal and parity, right? Well, why shouldn't women wear a jacket and or sweater just as is required of the men? Why shouldn't they? I mean, you're making it out um, in the way that you talk about it kind of in a perverse sort of sense, right? But I'm saying to myself, why not? When I was a nurse, we were expected to show up now. This is how old I am. In the beginning, we were white uniforms, and in the end, people were wearing scrubs. But don't you think we ought to wear something that assures the patient that we're a caregiver and not just some jerk off the street? Do you do you have a uh, did you have a cap initially? Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I and I would wear my cap on my date of my pinning of the day that I was made a nurse. Every year, when I while I practiced, even when we wore scrubs, oh, just wow. on that day, because they that tradition fell away, and I was sorry it did, to be honest with you. But you know, things do change. <clears throat> but I have no problem saying that. Uh, for example, in the first hospital I worked in, we all wore whites, and you had to wear a white or navy blue sweater if you wanted on, if you wanted or needed a sweater, which in the ER we did because it was cold down there. Well, one of the I had no problem with that. The CBS version of this uh, points something out that, uh, and and one of our texters pointed it out to me too. It says the Missouri dress code was put forward by a woman representative, Ann Kelly, not a man. Oops, maybe I misgendered her. There I go again. Oops. So that's Stan <laughs> having a little fun there. But it was uh, promulgated by one of the leaders who is a woman. But what if we said that, uh, you know, if you go to a restaurant, don't all the servers or wait staff or whatever the correct word is have a similar outfit on regardless of whether they're a man or a woman? Well, you I recall that's You obviously true. eat at higher-end places than I do. I've seen people in all sorts of outfits waiting on me. Well, well it depends honest, on where you I go. I rarely eat out, but that's, <clears throat> that's a whole different story. This, you know, I have no problem with them saying 
setting an expectation among themselves. What I do have a problem with is what's going on in our house right now, the Pennsylvania House, and why am I paying these people? <laughs> the Speaker of the House refuses to take any action on anything, so then why am I paying them if they're not doing any work? Well, that's a good question. They should be doing work. They should be able to work through this. You know, let's face it, in the long run, the Democrats won more seats than the Republicans. The Republicans should recognize that fact and, and agree to get something going that stops this insanity. Well, the problem here is that the speaker, who apparently lied, misrepresented to the uh, Republicans, that he would change to an independent, which I thought was really good ethical thinking. Now he's not yeah, going to do that. Yeah, made global news. Right. Um, right. And now he says unless the bill he wants gets pa acted on first, he won't run another bill. Well, then my question is, why am I paying these people? What bill does he want run first? The sexual he assault. He wants the constitutional window. amendment allowing oh, okay. uh, people to sue... Uh, people that they're accusing of sexual molestation, even right. though the okay. uh, statute of limitations has run out on there. Right, and, and Republicans are realizing that it's going to cost school districts a gazillion dollars, as Cindy right. so kindly pointed out recently. <laughs> kind of a shock, because there are. Well, it's know, an eye-opener. People want to acknowledge that or not. There are cases of child abuse in school districts, and that's terrible. But th that person isn't the person who's going to pay these whopping bills. It's going to be the local taxpayers in every school district who had nothing to do with it. You know, they're just, they're, they're a whole other set of victims, of financial victims of this thing. But that's, that's not my issue. My issue is, why are we paying these people? They shouldn't be paid. They don't have vacation time or personal time. They're not doing anything. He keeps saying this. Mr. Rossi, I believe it is. Yeah. He keeps saying nothing's going to happen until he gets his way. Well, then maybe, bill, maybe he shouldn't be paid. Not just, not just that the bill comes up for a vote, mind you, but that it, it has passes. to pass. <laughs> that it passes. Do you remember a week or two ago I called in, and in my day we called this ranting and vented my spleen, or I forget what the words were we were going through, harangued or whatever, <laughs> about the issue yeah. of the a single people have control where we like to think that this body of people has control. And here's another good example. So right. this man, in his infinite wisdom, is holding up all legislation, even local speed traps. <laughs> the radar, passion. not speed traps, radar. <laughs> Come oh, on radar. now, get the right lingo. <laughs> right, just so he can, you know, get this bill. And what if he doesn't have the votes to pass it? Right. You Good know, point. should the whole Commonwealth, should every thing that needs to be done across a what maybe we don't have anything that needs to be done and if that's the case i wish he would just you know call it a day send them all home until they come up with something that needs to get done yeah do like maryland send them home after a couple of months of meeting they all go home and that's the right, end of that texas right they meet for a few months and they go home we're one of the few full-time constant legislators legislatures in the com in the country but uh, again, I say, if you're not going to do anything, then go home. Turn down the heat, shut off the water, right? And go home. In the Maryland, and the, then the motto. And save us the cost of all this uh, legislature. In Maryland, the motto is you always send the legislature home just in time for spring planting. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it, it, 
It doesn't I extend past. With that challenge. It doesn't extend past the end of March. All right. Well, thank you Thanks, so much. Thank you, yep. Joe. Good. Good points. Take all care. much. Much appreciated. Yeah, we got uh, legislature held hostage. All right. Uh, on the topic of Congressman Muser calling in tomorrow. One question: Why on earth isn't the House in session this week? Us normal people have to work every week. Why not those who make a hundred seventy thousand dollars a year? So neither the state house or the house house are working. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. One. 800-795-9565. Van, you are from New Columbia, PA. You're on the mark. Please go right ahead. It's an open phones day. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Hanging in. How about you? I'm surviving. Good. <laughs> Waiting for spring. Hey, I just want to talk. Last week, there was a bill called the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which 210 Democrats voted against that bill. And the bill is designed to, if a baby survives an abortion, that that baby would be given medical care. And 210 of our leaders in Washington, D.C. voted against that bill. Right. So just, okay. You know, just pause a moment and think about that. We have 210 of our leaders, elected officials in this country, that vote to provide no medical care for a baby that survives an abortion. Well, you know, the abortion battle is underway in the U.S. Uh, people who are pro-life versus pro-choice, this is another volley in that. It's probably just a marker bill. It probably would never make it through the Senate anyway. So, or not a marker, what do they call it when they, it's just a messaging Message bill. bill? Thank you. Right. And uh, so that's all it is. I, I don't think they're thinking deep down into the issue, you know, what do you, when you're supposed to provide aid to a baby or something. The, the lawmakers, the Democrats are pro-choice and the Republicans are pro-life, and so they're going to cast ballots according to that. Okay, this, this is dealing, and I don't think it's just a bill. I think it's a bill that legitimately people want to see passed to provide for these babies that do that do survive an abortion instead of, like, I've heard other, in, like, I think it was Virginia, where some worker there was told to take and put this baby in a box and set it in a room until it expired. So we are dealing with a, a moral issue that just shows how reprobate our country is becoming. When we can have a bill passed called the Marriage Protection Act, which legitimizes these same-sex marriages that are they're, they're so wicked and vile, you could not even <laughs> talk about what people do in their bedrooms. I'm serious. I, I could say some stuff now in the air, and you'd, you'd have to bleep it out, and it won't be... It wouldn't be that I'm using vulgar language, but it was just so vile and disgusting what these people do in the bedrooms of their own Well, this is your opinion, though, but not everybody lives like you, so, you know, people have their rights to to privacy. They can do what they want. Well, well, the thing, we're dealing with a moral issue. So we're dealing, you got God in the equation, and the trouble is this country has gone so far away from God, and this whole world has gone far away from God. And we're seeing things happening now where we're getting close to the end. So um, this is Van from New Columbia giving you guys a warning of what's coming to this world. Jesus Christ is going to come and judge this world because of their wickedness. And if you can't see that this is so wicked, you, it just, it's like water off a duck's back. We're dealing with babies that survive an abortion, and 210 of our Democrat 
duly elected officials in Washington, D.C. vote against providing care for that baby. Are not doctors required to render aid to a struggling live baby anyway? They should be. Yeah, I think they probably are. are. I'm sure they probably are. This is probably just to codify or maybe put a federal law in place. But you have to realize man has a point that the whole idea behind an abortion is to terminate that. No argument there. Yep. And so that if somehow they botch that and the child lives... Should they be required to provide medical care? Absolutely, they should. All right, we got to move on, Van. We'll give you the closing comment. Please go right ahead. Well, the reason they've, they've done this is because there have been abortion clinics where they botched the abortion, they failed to kill the baby, and then once it's alive outside the womb, they just put it in a room and let it lay there till it dies on its own without providing care for it. Gotcha. And that is, is about as wicked as what you can get. All right, we got you. Agreed. All right, thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being a good listener. Much appreciated and appreciate the warning. So that was timely. All right, we'll take a quickie break. Joe, read those two highlighted paragraphs, then we hit the button. All right. Hey, B, what's the story on Paul Pelosi since you have all the answers? Why is all the body cam footage from the attacks suppressed? Cover (laughs) up, maybe? And then, hey, E.B., it was your Democrats postulating the conspiracy theory that Republicans set up Biden. You wearing your tinfoil hat now? Here we go. (laughs) The name calling continues. All right. Stand by, Joseph. We got one caller ready, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. All right, uh, the call is out there. Please call us. We got uh, one line occupied, but uh, we are soon going to have open phones. 1 800 795 You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Mark Rossi holding up the works in uh, Harrisburg. Of course, said he was going to switch to independent, hasn't done so. Said he wouldn't allow anything to get through until his sexual assault uh, window for suing is uh, reopened and extended, and uh, of course, Republicans are slow to do that, in uh, too slow in his view, so he won't let anything else get through in Harrisburg. So once again, as Cindy pointed out, uh, we don't really have a democracy, we have a monocracy, and there's one individual in charge of all these decisions in Harrisburg. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com with your view on that topic. You can text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Joe, lower right-hand corner. There. Right, and this is coming after me. It's says, Joe, until the Democrats actually have more members in the House, the Republicans should be in charge. The Republicans have the numbers now. The That's true. House. But it's just a matter of, you know, why, why stick your finger in their eyes? Eventually, they're going to have the numbers. And maybe if you, if you demonstrated a willingness to work together and to acknowledge the fact that the Democrats have taken over the House, maybe we could actually have some <laughs> productive things happening in Harrisburg well, instead of them saying, all right, you got us, we're going to get you. It's funny, the New York Times did a big article on Mark Rossi and how he was a harbinger of new right. sort of ecumenical bipartisan opportunities. So much for that, <laughs> in that crap. US, <laughs> how they were going to have a productive year because they were going to allow an independent service there. Speaker, so that he would be the gatekeeper of all these things. What was it that Cindy said? Liar, liar, pants on fire? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a a technical political term. Uh, Joseph, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Yes, thank you. Uh, This isn't what I wanted to talk about, but uh, just to comment on what uh, Van uh, said there, he was actually prophesying, and he was prophesying true that the Savior is coming back to judge this world. And uh, they're going (laughs) to. 
it says that every kings of the earth, the rich men, poor men, free men, bond men, hid themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountain and said, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that says upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come. Okay. That's the prophecy in the book of Revelation, and that's what Dan was saying. He's coming back to judge these wicked men and women that uh, proceed and continue to do these things. And, and that, that is an abomination about that abortion business, I'll tell you. Uh, and, and here's something I don't understand. A doctor takes a Hippocratic oath, am I correct? Yep. And that's to preserve life and to do everything they can to save life. How can a doctor perform an abortion and murder a child? They know, they, they go to school, they know that's a living human being better than we do. They study everything about it, you know what I mean? And, and of course it is. I, I don't understand that. I mean, I would say it's a hypocr hypocritical oath that they, they, if they do that. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk <laughs> that's about... That's not why I called. <laughs> Pardon me? I said, that's not why I called. Please, go right ahead. You have an open mic. Yeah. Keep going. But you heard a true prophet there when you heard Van speaking. Anyway, uh, you were talking about this here dress code and stuff, right? And I agree with Cindy that, uh, and a lot that she said about that. <clears throat> now, um, what was it? Uh, maybe I didn't hear you correctly about uh, they had to have some kind of head covering or something? The nurses used to have to wear a cap, but that's uh, antiquated. That's no longer required. Uh, who who had to wear the cap? Nurses. 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 Oh no! I mean, in this uh, legislature, no head coverings required. No head coverings. You were coverings. talking about. Was there something about a head covering with women? No. no yeah, I, I I equated it to the Taliban making women cover up entirely. Oh. oh. Okay, then I misunderstood you. I thought it was part of that legislation. <laughs> no, or no, no. They, they don't have to wear a shroud and everything. They can, they are allowed to let their faces show. Shroud, <laughs> as long as they smile. Well, anyway, of course, the Bible always says it says about modest apparel, and of course, uh, you know, and you were talking about when you go to church how you should dress and stuff. You know, you're going to visit uh, with the king's children and to visit and and communicate with the king. Uh, of heaven, and I think you ought to be uh, modestly dressed and and not in blue jeans, but you know, a jacket and uh, and and so forth. I try and do that when I I don't wear a tie because I don't believe in that. What? But, uh, I you don't believe in neckties? It's the no, single it's, most dressy thing a man can do. I don't want to go into that right now. It's all part of Babylonian costumes. Oh, but anyway. I thought it was uh, part of the yoke that uh, Christ asked us to take on, to, to wear that? a yoke. A necktie is part of the yoke that Christ asked us to, to wear. What did you, what are you talking about, yoke? <laughs> that has nothing to do with a necktie. Well, I think it's the same thing. I think it's a... It's symbolic. Right, it's symbolic. Well, oh, obviously well anyway, symbolic. I don't want to talk about that. What I did <laughs> want to talk about is that women, when they pray and prophesy, according to the New Testament, they should cover their heads. And I, I appreciate the, the nuns in the Catholic Church. They always wear a, a head covering. Now, and I've spoke to many Amish and Mennonite about this. The Bible does not say that they have to wear 24-7, but it says when they pray and prophesy, a woman must have her head covered, or she dishonors her head, that would be her husband. And if you or I pray as a man, we dare not have our head covered because that dishonors the Savior. 
And uh, that's very important that women know that because they should not dishonor their husbands or their head. Gotcha. Yeah, all right. Husband all right. being their head. Now, <laughs> I know years ago, and I'm sure you agree with me, that no woman would have went into church in the 1950s without a hat or some kind of a head covering on. The majority of them did wear them. But in the sexual revolution in the, in the 60s, that, that came off and they even cut their glory off, which is their hair. And that, that is what they were supposed to cover, their glory, and not expose that to the Almighty when they come in in prayer and humility. Wow. And it symbolizes that. Heavy stuff. Who created that hair? Well, he did, of course. All right. Yeah, but who created Zizzers? Thought everything he did was good. Why would he be offended by it? No, it's after Mother Eve sinned that she had to be subservient to her husband, and he would rule over her. They were naked in the Garden of Eden, and the only thing that covered her body was her hair. Her glory covered her body. Gotcha. But now she's supposed okay. to veil that glory, put a veil over that glory when she comes into the presence of Yahweh through prayer. All right, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, Paul says it. because of the angels, and there's a lot there that it takes a long time to explain, and... Uh, I don't want to start something you can't finish. Thank you. Fair enough. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Appreciate your call. All right. Have a good Thank one. you so Take much, care. sir. All right, yeah, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On Friday, we talked about, is it feasible to get rid of Congressman Santos, who's, is it safe to say he's a pathological liar? Well, I would think he's certainly close to it. If okay. he hasn't really achieved that, he's certainly working towards it. But uh, unfortunately, in New York, one of our listeners sends us this. It says, while recall elections do not occur, the New York Constitution states, quote, any town, village, improvement district, or fire district officer, except the justice of the peace may be removed from office by the Supreme Court for any misconduct, maladministration, malfeasance, or malversation in office. Any citizen within the officeholder's district may submit an application for removal to the local branch of the appellate division of the Supreme Court. Sadly, there's also no citizen recall mechanism here in Pennsylvania. In fact, only two states, Utah and Mississippi, have as strict a process for removing elected officials as Pennsylvania. Wow, isn't that something? So they Congress, uh, the men and women in Congress would have to do it if, if they wanted to get rid of him. Well, in this case, the, in New York, the appellate division of the Supreme Court apparently has that right. Well, and they won't because the potential exists that it could go Democratic. So why would the Republicans ask him to leave? Because Well, yeah, but I would think the courts the, in New York are chair. largely Democratic. So Right, so can, he was probably elected And there are certainly Democratic whim. members of his district who could file the application. Well, I'll tell you why he got elected. He's got a hell of a resume. Have you seen that thing? Oh, he's a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> right. His grandparents were killed in the Holocaust, and uh, um, he's been to some of the top companies in the world. And right. Worked there. Oh, yeah. Top he's schools. Done, he's has done a, it all. Has a Ph.D. or at least a master's. Did I ever tell you I have a degree in brain surgery? <laughs> you never mentioned <laughs> no, that. No, didn't I? Well, tell I, me about that. Well, I have graduated from the Harvard Medical School. Mm. Well, I got this persistent <laughs> headache. What do you think it is? I think we ought to cut your head off. It's about every morning at 8:30. 8:30, right? <laughs> All right. No, it's really sad. I mean, the guy obviously needs help, and I don't think he should be 
I don't think he should be allowed to remain in Congress, frankly. I mean, he certainly deceived the voters. Someone pointed out a good thing. Someone said uh, they were arguing, well, people voted for him. Well, the people voted for what he created, which was just a figment of his imagination. And I agree with that. I don't think he has any business remaining in the United States Congress. We should resign, but why would he? A hundred seventy-some thousand dollar salary, and he doesn't. Ha- he gets to enjoy that for two years. I'm assuming the voters would vote him out by then. I would hope so. And just because he's a pathological liar doesn't mean he can't understand the important issues of the day and vote accordingly. But if he stood up and made a speech, would you believe him? <laughs> That's credibility. He's pretty bad. <laughs> so speaking to someone who graduated from how many prestigious institutions, well, yeah, I, I believe was, this. I was the president of my class at Chickalemi, and I graduated uh, uh, summa cum laude in co- at Penn State. <laughs> Do you believe that? No. <laughs> no, me neither. I worked for KDKA for five years before I came here. Do you believe that? No. no. Okay. All right. I would believe you worked for WHLM. For right. And they were, and as soon as I left, they went off the air for good. So that's another topic. All right. 1-800-795. It had nothing to do with me leaving. I didn't turn out the switch on my way out the door. All right. Well, let's take our last break of the day. But we do have open phones right now. One of our listeners sends us a note about Governor Wolf's pardons. Apparently, there's quite a few of those. one 800 Seven nine five nine five six five. I just shut it off. <laughs> is our telephone number? Joe turned the heat on eighty six. Well, we were told for that a the, couple minutes. We we're trying to prepare for the inevitable oh. <laughs> warm temperature. Okay, because of our our abortion policies in the U.S. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm-hmm. out of auto repair. All right, 1 800 795 9565 is our topic, or is our phone number? Yeah, it's our phone number. I'm getting uh, up mixed here. 1 800 795 9565 is the telephone number. We've got open phones. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Some of our callers concerned about a bill that uh, was voted down by Democrats in the U.S. House that relates to abortion and uh, making sure you medically treat a child that is alive live upon abortion. We talked about Joe Biden's illegally mishandling classified documents at the start of the show. Yeah, we can get back to that. 1-800-795-9565. A caller standing by uh, about these classified uh, topics. Uh, next to the old lampshade and a pile of junk and the Corvette and the string trimmer is a pile of classified documents in Joe Biden's garage. Walter, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was in the military, and I can tell you... Uh, there's people in uh, Leavenworth right now that have done far less than Joe Biden did. Um, I was a supporter of Trump. I voted for Trump. I liked what Trump did for the country. 
And uh, I don't think Trump uh, is going to be the next uh, president. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be uh, DeSantis or uh, another Republican. But uh, my concern is this. Now, he's, he's already admitted, okay, inadvertently uh, misplaced. Inadvertently <laughs> misplaced um, in, in, my, uh, in my book is uh, the same as grossly uh, negligent. And uh, he's admitted to that, okay? I can't imagine uh, me being a general of any, um, of any uh, regiment or, uh, or uh, army here in the United States and having one of my captains tell me, hey, uh, General, <laughs> I inadvertently misplaced some top-secret uh, papers. The code um, book. <laughs> he, he, would, he would be immediately, okay, his, his clearance would be immediate, immediately revoked. All right. So, as a minimum, as a minimum, what the what the Republicans in the House ought to do is say he's already admitted it, and we got to revoke his clearance because he he doesn't know how to take care of top secret uh, uh, material. You're talking about and, Trump, uh, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about. I I just said I don't think Trump's coming back, so I'm not worried about Trump. I'm worried about a guy that's in the uh, White House today that is still looking at top secret stuff as it comes through his desk and he might just decide well i'm going to take this home tonight <laughs> um so he don't he doesn't he doesn't have any right okay he doesn't have any 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 uh authority okay to, to still hold any kind of clearance once he's admitted oh i inadvertently misplaced what kind of bs is that uh, all right, let him take take his clearance away. If he want, I don't think he's going to run because I don't think the the Democrats are going to let him run. I think that they set up the primaries for one uh, one reason when they change the, the primaries so that uh, he can drop out and that uh, and that uh, Miss Kamala, okay, will certainly with sixty percent of the base of the Democrat Party and voting in the primaries being. African Americans, uh, they're not going to be able to uh, walk around that lady. They're going to. She's going to be their uh, nominee, um, but it doesn't matter who it is. Anybody well, that has a, anybody well, has a, a top secret claims that admits what what Biden admitted to inadvertently misplaced. Right. Well, a couple <laughs> couple things. One, the, the Democrats want to move the first primary up to North Carolina, which is where President Biden does exceedingly well. So I don't think this change in the primaries is being set up in order to hurt him. I think it's being set up to help him. But he should not run in 2024. You're absolutely right there. And, you know, this really opens it up. I'm glad all this is happening because just doing it because he's uh, not electing him, just because he's that's not enough. We can certainly say that he's done something illegal now, and that's 100% clear to everybody. But President Trump has done something equally is illegal, and that's to also illegally mishandle classified documents. What should happen to Trump? Well, whatever happens to Biden has to happen to Trump. The same. Okay, okay gotcha. Yep. Good deal. For, for a change, for a change, okay, uh, unlike what we've, what we've seen out of the Justice Department for the last uh, two years, all right, we're going to have equal justice under the law. Trump, okay, gets exactly what Biden gets, and Biden gets exactly <laughs> what Trump gets. 
and they'll probably both get that nothing. seems fair but that's another <laughs> topic all right yeah but you know the classic example of, uh, of uh, top secret documents being mishandled involved Robert E Lee at the Battle of Antietam he issued his battle plan and had it distributed to his officers one general carelessly wrapped his copy around several cigars which he later lost prior to the battle a Union soldier discovered the cigars and the plan and sent them to General George McClellan the Union commander just in time unfortunately well McClellan there was a strategic victory for the for us for the north but if he he could have done a lot better but in any event I mean that's classic mishandling of top secret documents we shouldn't name things after Lee if only for that (laughs) well he didn't do it (laughs) I I think I think when Sandy burglar okay went into the national well there's national archives national archives these these archives people they forget that they had a guy Sandy burglar okay went into uh, and when he left he had uh, he had paperwork stuck everywhere and it was for one reason if it was for one, it was for one reason it was it was it was the paperwork that he the Sandy burglar took out of the archives was proof positive that Bill Clinton had a chance to get Osama bin Laden and didn't take it and therefore we had 9/11. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Good point. Thank you so much, sir. Thank Thanks. you. Anything Thank else? Thank you, Walter. Call again. God bless our troops. Yeah, Amen. thank you. Yeah, thanks thank for you. calling in. Yep, we haven't said much about it today, but Martin Luther King Day is today. So, uh, yeah, calling attention to the ongoing uh, battle for civil rights and equality and justice in the U.S. And that is uh, today's an appropriate day to, to bring that up and talk about it. Yes, it is. It'll be the subject of several upcoming interviews on WKOK Sunrise this month. One of our listeners concerned, well, maybe be concerned, maybe not, just talking about uh, pardons. Since Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf has issued more than twice the amount of pardons granted by any of his predecessors, with at least a quarter of them targeting nonviolent marijuana offenses, his administration announced on Thursday. Wolf, a Democrat, signed his final 369 pardons this week for a total of 2,540 since he took office in 2015. Wow. He surpassed Democratic Governor N. Rendell's record of 1,122 granted pardons. Of the pardons, 395 were part of the expedited review process for nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. Another 232 were part of the PA Marijuana Pardon Project, which uh, accepted applications through the month of September. He said, I have taken this process very seriously, reviewing and giving careful thought to each and every one of these 2,540 pardons and the lives they will impact. Well, that's why nothing's been getting done in Harrisburg. He's been reviewing 2,540 pardons. Uh, Wolf said in a statement, every single one of the Pennsylvanians who made it through the process truly deserves their second chance, and it's been my honor to grant it. All right, that's for WHTM. Thank you for whoever sent that in. Can't see the top, but uh, appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tomorrow, Congressman Muser, if you have a question for him, email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, and we'll ask him your good question. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Summer. WKOK News Time, it is 10 o'clock.